Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I mean, that's a bad shot. I care what anybody says. That's a bad shot. Uh, but that story won't be told. It was a bad shot. Tied at 115, crowd rising to the feet. George Rodefend Lillard. After a week of sports that could drive a sane person crazy, two men arrive in the wee hours of a Sunday to provide clarity, truth, and questionable sports takes. Spread floor. Lillard with 47 tonight. Working it down to two to one. A deep three. Oh! What? This is Sports Sunday. Blazers win the series, a walk-off three from Lillard. A recap of the sports week, a preview of today's games, and next week's big stories. Damian Lillard from way downtown. Now, here are Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher with Sports Sunday on the Odyssey app and 1080. That's a bad shot. The fan. (laughs) Good morning. Welcome in to Sports Sunday. On 1080, the fan got my boy Rashad Taylor. Hey, got Jordan Schultz. He is back from Boston and very sad. Very sad. I'm intrigued to know why. I, I was laughing uh, when I w- we were coming into the show, though, because uh, as we've done so much on this station over the past week is uh, we've essentially become 1080. The Titanic submersible is what it's uh, turned into. And just, uh, well, the people on there, you know, sad that they uh, lost their lives. I appreciate their sacrifice because I have learned just so much about the ocean and scientific stuff over the last week now. Like, I do appreciate, it's almost like, um, you know, old 45, the last president. It's like, say what you want about him. Most people would say he's, uh, you know, (laughs) well, I mean, just look at his track record, but... I will say, he did make me pay attention a lot more to politics and uh, have like a little bit more knowledge on some subjects that I didn't beforehand. So I guess a billionaire submarine guy working it with a Logitech Xbox controller, I thank you because now I know so much more about the ocean and submarine and air pressure and everything like that. Go ahead, Jordan. I was going to say, I feel like he has the perfect name, Stockton. Rest in peace, Stockton Rush. There, You wouldn't Dude. really be doing that with a guy named Brad Smith. Like, oh, this guy named Brad's going to be taking these things down, submersibles to try and take you to, to see the Titanic. No, it, it would be a guy named Stockton. Yo. <laughs> I so blew Rashad's I re- mind before I remember, we came on and So I think we all remember initially when we heard about this, it's like people are missing going to see that Titanic. I'm like, what? And then you start like that happened 100 years ago. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, okay. And then you start seeing the size of the the mini sub that they took down there. And it's like, uh oh, oh, no. (laughs) Uh oh. (laughs) And then you're like, oh, well, we can't find them. It's like, oh, no. First thing I said is those people are gone. Like, and this is this is (laughs) and this is honestly, I think for me, I think it's become it's become a huge joke. 
And I think it's important to remember that there were lives lost, you know, as as it mind you, it, like the the whole like man. I feel bad. Small. I feel bad for the kid that got basically sucked into it because he wanted to make his dad happy over Father's yeah, Day weekend. You know, the nineteen year old, yeah, the son and dad. That's that's, that's the one. The one yeah, I, feel I feel bad. bad for. You know, yeah. you know, it's 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 one of those things, man. So like, I want to keep that in mind, but yo, there are certain things I don't I don't mess with. I don't mess with space. <laughs> and more than space, I don't mess with the ocean. Like, there are rules to just going to, like, put your feet in the ocean, right? You got to stand sideways to make sure it doesn't completely, like, sweep you away into the into the depths of, of whatever is out there. There's so much ocean and it's so vast. And space is actually safer than deep Probably. ocean exploration. Probably. Rashad. See, again, this is one of the things I learned about uh, the Great Big Blue over the week is that there's the different zones in the ocean as you get deeper because of the amount of depth and uh, sunlight. Pressure. Yes, the pressure, all that good stuff. And one of those, the deepest one that is called the Hadal Zone, H-A-D-A-L. Um, this is good. This is the deepest parts of the ocean, 20,000 to 36,000 feet below sea, li- sea level. There have been, uh, I believe it was either more people in space or on the moon than in this part of our ocean. Isn't it like Titanic director James Cameron has been down to the Mariana Trench, and he is the one human, I think, that has reached that depth, and overall, I think, the lowest depth of any human, uh, of any water exploration ever. Just reading all this. It's kind of fascinating to to find out all these things, not only about space, but then, you know, other deep-sea exploration uh, missions as well. Yeah, just just crazy information coming out with this. What's the the deepest part of the ocean? The Hadal Zone, H-A-D-A-L. And it's how far? About 36,000? 20 to 36,000 feet. It's that kind of range there. Okay, so one of the (laughs) tallest buildings... Oh, oh, yeah, like the, Burj, is, yeah. like the Burj Khalifa yeah. or something? It's like, tw- it says 2,700 feet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Tallest building in the world. So, ten, uh, what is it, 10 of those? Well, just think, 36,000 feet, that's how high an airplane flies. Like, I mean, So, we're woo! up above the clouds. That's how low the lowest depths of the ocean are. So, I mean, just to put that oh, into God. perspective, like, there are certain places I just don't want to go. And, honestly, the ocean is one of them. You know, I'll go to the beach all day, but I don't mess with the ocean. I don't mess with, like, even cruise ships and stuff like that. I don't know if you've seen that recent. Um, there was a, a a small video that went around. I guess they're on, a, a like, a cruise ship, Carnival Cruise, something like that. And uh, hurricane starts. Oh, Wind starts blowing. Did, like, the lawn yeah. chair fly lawn chair off the roof? Right right it's like, man, yo, this happens in the ocean? There was a lady holding a baby, and the lawn chair took out the stroller. Almost. Thank like God the thought, baby wasn't in the stroller. Man, no man. so. <laughs> it was, there was one guy recording a video, like, in selfie mode, like, could you imagine being out Shot. there with your kid? You know, and my kid is, is only, like, 70 pounds, right? 75 pounds. And that wind picks up and... Takes one of your kids into They're the ocean. Blown away like a like road that. sign, like, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. I, mean, I mean, yeah, like that's there's there's certain things that the ocean is just it's there's <laughs> Damn, so, so much that we don't know, and I'm just not messing with it. I was saying I thought I thought the Meg or the Kraken or something like that got a hold of those people. Unfortunately, um, oh, you mean like that 18 year old stupid kid in the Bahamas. Yeah, dude. The, yeah. I mean, the one thing about uh, uh, I learned basically about the implosion that happened to the oh, sub. God. Um, let's just say they didn't they didn't even realize what happened. Like no, the science the science that has come out of like what happened to them is like oh, 
oh my god. The fact that stuff like this can happen on planet Earth, like, that's why I always love nature shows and, like, nature documentaries, because our world, man, is a sci-fi show alone sometimes. This morning, perfect example. Have you ever seen a stonefish? Do you know what that is? I think so. If you're listening out there, if you're chilling on the couch, enjoying your breakfast, go go ahead and Google stonefish. They're these ugly looking things. And they have these little spikes that come out of, uh, I think it's their dorsal fin. That's the top one. But they like to just chill on the rocks sometimes, like out in the open. Okay. Yeah, they look like They just like to hang out, you know? If you step on one of those, these little barbs come out of their top fin. Oh, God. And it's like this blue venom. It's crazy. It, like I said, it looks like a like a sci-fi movie. One of the most excruciating like venom poisons that you can encounter. People that have stepped on these things have said they would want their they'd tell the doctor just take the foot off, please. I don't even want it anymore. Pain subsides after like twelve to twenty-four hours. But just imagine you're just doing your thing out on the Oregon coast. You step on a stonefish. And then all of a sudden, your life is altered for the next day. Yeah, that's terrible. You know, there's so many things. In that's nature. cool. Nature is awesome. <laughs> nature is awesome, but also scary as hell. You talked you know? about damn nature. You scary. Yeah, no, you scary <laughs> as hell, bro. <laughs> you talked about the science of um, the, what these uh, what these five bro. explorers tragically experienced. Imagine and- a steam pressure cooker times like. 10,000. Oh, oh, beyond that. Yeah, because, the, <laughs> well, I mean, all right, we're going to get a little gross here, but essentially in a millisecond or a nanosecond is what some scientists are saying, the pressure went away inside. All of this imploded and it turned into like an Instapot, a pressure cooker. So yeah, in that millisecond, they all got cooked into gel and squeezed out along with that implosion, you know, into the ocean, essentially. And it I turned read... into chum, unfortunately. Ugh, yeah, and I read that, uh, be be happy that they didn't experience any pain. The science behind this, I think it takes less than 100 milliseconds to, to experience, like, pain, pain for a yeah, brain s- yeah, signal. And then it actually takes 13 milliseconds for you to see something. This guy was watching the same videos I was. Ah, yeah, you and I are on YouTube <laughs> watching the same stuff. I bet our histories are very similar. Again, Again, this like this stuff is like just opened up my mind to learn about yeah. so much. I was never much of a science guy. They I just ha- didn't have time to feel anything. I, though. Freshman year of high school, I missed the two weeks, uh, first two weeks of chemistry. My appendix mm-hmm. got taken well, out. That's and probably I, a good thing. And I never recovered. I feel like that, that okay? sometime. Yeah, chemistry sucks. So never became a science guy after that. But uh, the Earth, the ocean, like uh, geography, and um, man, this stuff just it, it just blows my mind. Uh, <laughs> Like the our world is, man. It's pretty easy for me. Don't go, don't do that. I agree. With <laughs> don't go there. Shot. No, I mean, this when you snorkel yeah. or anything like that. If you ever been snorkeling, you're like ten feet. You know, what I'm saying maybe less than that. You know, sometimes just in the water. Even that for me brings some brings a little just anxiety. Um, I'm a, I'm a good swimmer. I wouldn't say I'm Michael Phelps or like the the strongest swimmer in the world, but you know, you you get me down about ten feet. I'm like, okay, time to go up. There was definitely, uh, I look back on my trip to Hawaii a couple of years ago, and I did plenty of snorkeling. In retrospect, I'm like, damn, I can't believe I went out that far into the ocean. Damn, just- nature, you scary. <laughs> damn, Joe, you stupid. That's more what it was like, um, especially when I heard about the shark attack that happened that same weekend oh, I was on God. that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. No, thank you. What the hell Sharks, was I thinking? Whales. I- a jellyfish. I've been Octopus, stung by jellyfish. You know, no, like, thank you. Like mm-hmm. every all these things out there in the ocean that can, and these are just things that we know about. And we've seen the orca uprising lately too. I believe Isaac and Suk. Yeah, they talked about it on like Thursday or Friday. Orcas yes. are ramming into boats now and killing people. No, they're taking yeah. it back. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're taking back their land. Good I'm for not them. Mad at them. 
Good for them. Yeah, all this uh, this sub thing did for me was ensure that I will not do any extreme sports. Like even to the point of like <laughs> zip lining, I wouldn't Hell consider this no, an extreme sport. I would consider that an extremely dumb um, sport. Extreme exploring, ex- going to the depths of like challenging. You know the the. What the top of physical like limits or whatever? Screw that! I will never do any of that. I I would say that I should feel bad about this whole segment, but James Cameron went on CNN and like absolutely dunked on the CEO, CEO for like a whole segment. So well, carbon fiber like, that deep? Like right after they found out that they were uh, lost and you know it imploded, he was just James like, Cameron knew better. <laughs> I don't saw know, it. I don't I know if you guys movie. saw the story. This doesn't lead- end well. Yeah, no, I, I don't know if you guys saw the stories leading up, but the actual uh, construction of this pod the titan submarine even stockton rush was quoted in some videos like you can find the sound clips of him saying i broke some rules to make this happen yeah there's a, these are off the shelf components like dude the yeah, frame you, of it was a volkswagen bus when Rashad. you start looking at the, the way this thing was built number one when i saw the playstation 2 controller i was like oh okay this this is destined to be bad for sure. <laughs> and then you start seeing all the little kind of makeshift parts that went into making this thing. It's like, oh, yeah, this is, oh, is, is going to be bad. I feel bad for Logitech. Their stock took a hit this week for no fault of their own. No, just being in. It's kind of like when uh, Chris Noth uh, in and just like that died on the Peloton. His, his character, Big. In that show, Peloton stock took a too. <laughs> same, same deal, unfortunately. So, uh, what do you think uh, was constructed more poorly? That submer- uh, the submersible, the Titan, or uh, the Blazers roster over the last ten years? Oh, mm. mm. oh, damn, Burn. Joe. Burn. Well, I think definitely we. The bla- no, well, I think we have to definitely the submarine, <laughs> but I think the Blazers roster no, I, is a close second. I think post Rolo and Wes Matthews uh, Dame edition pieces. I think post that era, I think we could we could call it Portland. Well, we're in a whole new era now, and you can text in uh, to the Tenny of the Fan text line five zero three eight six four six three two six at five zero three eight six four six fan. Here on Sports Sunday, it's time to get into it. And what I like about Sports Sunday is that. It's not reactionary. We have a few days to take in all the information. We're uh, we're logical. It's common sense here. You know, we're middle of the road. We know what to say. We know we have the right opinion. But man, we've had some time to stew on it. Right? This is hard. I'm not gonna lie. Pause. Being a Blazer fan, this is a hard uh, road to go down with Scoot Henderson and Damian Lillard. But we will do it next, right here, Sports Sunday. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 1080 The Fan. Listening to Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Whoo! So, what the hell do the Blazers do? <laughs> that is the question. Well, they did. They some- won a championship now. Here we go. They did something on uh, Thursday, that's for sure. And with their number three overall pick, thank you, Michael Jordan. They selected Scoot Henderson be the next Portland Trailblazer. They also selected uh, two other Blazers, uh, Chris Murray and Ryan Rupert. And now we are faced with, as I said, the new era of the Blazers, and that is the youth movement. Um, while I did say coming into this segment that it's, um, you know, the we're heading down the road of Dame and Scoot, and what, what do we do with them? Quite frankly, I think we are on the 11th hour and the clock is ticking, and Damian Lillard, if not by the beginning of the season, trade deadline or at the end of uh, this next season, will not be a blazer. I think that making this move with Scoot Henderson and then the days after where you actually introduce him to the media, you get him a jersey, he's making his rounds in Portland, he shows up at Raising Cane's yesterday, which I was mad I wasn't there for. Mm. The cane sauce, man. I know, man. Just so dangerous. Even just the Texas toast. Yeah, man. Gosh. Everything but the chicken. <laughs> well, you put the chicken on the Texas toast and with the cane the sauce. Stuff, yeah. Oh, my God. The chicken is the side. Joey, if you're uh, listening to the radio, we're uh, going to Raising Cane's later today, probably. But uh, point aside, Scoot Henderson is now a blazer. He is uh, also six foot two. He's also a point guard. And uh, essentially the, does the same exact things as Damian Lillard, Lillard, but maybe not shoot as well. I don't, I don't see how this team exists with the both of them on there for more than a year. That's why I think it's uh, time to come to the realization that the Damian Lillard era is going to be coming to an end here soon. Unfortunately, I mean, that, Rashad, you've heard me how staunch I've been about it over the last year now and how defensive I get at the notion of that, but... The last few weeks, and like I said, the last few days, really, you come to that realization that this is their guy going forward. And whether it's a few weeks, month, two months, a year, Dame's not going to be a blazer. I mean, I think most of us kind of saw it coming one way or the other. You know, um, Dame only has, what, another four years on his contract now after the after the extension that he had. So that would have made him right around 36 when he when his contract expired here, you know, right around that age. So in basketball years, though he did have his best season, you know, that he's had as a professional, 
Um, it's probably his worst win-loss record that he's ever had as a professional. Um, the Blazers are in basketball purgatory. If you're in the if you're in the draft lottery, um, that means that and unless you, and this year was a pretty, I don't want to say soft draft, but it wasn't super deep outside of the top top five, top six guys that were taken. Yeah, it's a lot. The, of, it's going to be a lot of gambles. And the number twenty three pick was pretty solid. And, too. No, and I, th- I, th- I, th- I, th- I thought Chris Murray was he uh, fell a little bit. Yeah, it th- I mean, if he his comparison was his brother Keegan. So if that's you just your, set the rookie uh, season record for three pointers, and if that's your ceiling is being as good as your brother, then I'll take that because Keegan Murray was one of the better rookies in all of the NBA this year, and is probably going to have a really good career. So if his brother is anything like that, and he plays a wing spot, which is something the, the Blazers desperately need, I think that could be good. What you just done is you build for the future. Um, one thing we know is like as much as we want to be a, a big market team, we're not. Like and some of the things that places like Golden State or excuse me, San Francisco, which is Golden State and the Lakers and Boston, Miami, they don't have to they can build their team for the next couple years and then blow it up when it doesn't work. That's the luxury they have as being a big market team. They're never going to have a problem getting in free agents. We, on the other hand, are going to have a problem getting in free agents. So we have to try to cultivate what we have for the next 10 years. We got. 10, 12 years of Drexler. After Drexler, that was a long lull of the Blazers not really drafting anybody great in the first round, even within the lottery. And then they were making the playoffs all those years, so they were drafting towards the end of the draft anyway. Then you finally get Brandon Roy and LaMarcus. You get about nine years out of that whole thing, you know, until LaMarcus leaves. We've been able to squeeze out 10 or 11 years out of this Damian Lillard situation. We even got, of those 11 years, Man, we got nine of them with CJ, or eight eight of them with really good CJ, you know, at that point. Now this is an opportunity for the Blazers to have another 10 years, potentially, of a star athlete. And I really think this beginning of the season is going to tell us a lot as far as what the Blazers plan to do. Because let's say, and we're knocking on wood here, we're some type of wood somewhere. I think Where this is faux wood? marble is what wood? we have in here. There's some underneath. Maybe it's carbon fiber wood. Yeah, there's, there's, or... I think there's some yeah, wood. Yeah, carbon right fiber wood. That's a thing. Right underneath the table. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you have an opportunity now to take these young guys during the beginning of the season and hope that they can show some promise. If Scoot Henderson comes out at the beginning of the year and he's anything that we think that he's going to be, it's going to be much easier for the Blazers to trade Dame by that trade deadline. Much easier for them to do that. Now, let's say he comes out and he's struggling. He's not quite there. Yeah, they're going to hang on to him for a little. They're going to hang on to Dame for a little bit and maybe figure out how to work out this Paul George thing or one of these other veterans that maybe may come available by that time. So I think really that that first 25 games of the season, 30 games of the season, is going to tell us a whole lot about what the Blazers plan to do with Dame. Because if Scoot comes out, and he's rookie of the month, or he's you know something like that, or he's in the mix for being one of the better rookies. Like I think it's going to be easier for the Blazers to say, okay, Dame, I think we can move forward. I don't think they're going to do that yet because he's still a rookie. We don't know what we're going to get all the way. Well, and, like, you have a superstar player in Damian Lillard for sure. You know you have that, so you're going to ride that out for now. And if Scoot shows any promise, if Keegan or excuse me, Keegan, Chris uh, Murray shows any promise. I think the Blazers are going to say, okay, let's let's pull now. If we're going to pull the trigger, now's the time. Well, the timing of uh, this draft pick and the franchise and everyone right now, it's kind of awkward. So, obviously, the draft happens while Dame is out of town. He's in Paris. 
So, and he's also there with family and friends. I mean, LeBron and Draymond are out there. Maybe he's linking up with them. Oh, you know they're having a yacht party. That's for sure. happening. For sure. Tampering. Um, down, Tampering. In, uh, down in Monaco exactly. or wherever. Um, but you know that they're together. The time difference is huge. Like, any communication between the Blazers and Dame. Rashad, if you're in Paris, France, do you want to talk work? Not at Well... Do you want to take a, a call and you know figure out some strategies, business calls while not you're from with the your Blazers? Fa- when you know you're with I, your family and friends, not, and not from the Blazers. You know who I will take a uh, have a <laughs> conversation with. You know, we'll have a conversation with LeBron. Aaron. Oh, well, uh, I was going to say my agent. Aaron what's Goodwin. up, bro? Like L.A., huh? Like just man, talking ball. Closer yeah. to home. I'm six hours away from from Oakland. If I do that, like that could work. You know who you are talking to, Draymond, bro. God. Hey, man, come to Oakland, bro. You see, we just got CP3. I'm sure if we find out that, that they want you or you want to come there, man, we'll make something happen to get you get you there. Like, all those friends that he has, as the homie, like, I played high school sports, right? And your friend from another school probably plays, you know, high school sports. You're like, man, if you came here with us, you'd be so cold. If we well, went to the same school together. I mean, LeBron like, and Dame had that conversation, like, two summers you, ago. They've been in each other's inboxes forever. They've been sending each other U-up texts for the past – Five LeBron years. LeBron has been sending those texts. Dame has no been kidding. sending smiley faces, smiley faces back. You know what I mean? Like not uh, faces. No. Yeah, teasing you know, him a little bit. Yeah, the little. What's the little one with the little smirk? You know, to the left. I'm like uh, that's the one Dame's been sending Flirting back with you a little. I'm not saying anything back, but I'm letting you know that I am interested too. And I think that's the thing. You have these guys that are friends. Dame's at the end of his career. You got guys that are have championships and Draymond that he kicks it with and LeBron that he kicks it with. Like yeah, you were crazy if we're not thinking they're going. Bro, if you just came here, when the whole thing with KD and and um, Kyrie, when did that happen? It's like the All Star game. So they're talking, bro. If you and I was played together, we can do this. These dudes get together and they have these conversations in their little silos about what their futures look like. So, yeah, I, I think it's all just a matter of time, though. Like we're going to see what these first thirty to thirty five games of the season bring. Because if either one of these rookies pop the way that I think a lot of Blazer fans are excited for them to pop, then I think Dame's days are are are, are numbered as a play. And mind you, I think Dame is ready to go. All right, Dame's ready to go. I, I got I gotta chime in and say like I, I understand we kind of have to have this conversation, but but as a diehard Blazers fan, I'm just not there yet. I'm not really to the point of acceptance that this is happening. I, I'm still kind of hung up on Joe Cronin's comments at the end of the season, talking about wanting to make a push and wanting to make a big move, and then literally looking like a kid. You know, kind of kicking his shoes with his hands in his pockets at the press conference post-draft on Thursday saying, you know, well, the big move and the best option was to draft Scoot Henderson at number three. Rashad, you talk about the time that the Blazers have with, you know, these special pieces. And you're right. You know, they've gotten a decade or so out of each of these you know, franchise changing pieces, teams led by, you know, really good guys that could have been more but, but didn't end up being so. But Damian Lillard is more special than all of them. Damian Lillard is like top 75 NBA player of all time. I would think that the closest they've had to this point in Portland is Clyde Drexler, right? You can't just give up on that for somebody that, yes, he could be amazing, Scoot Henderson. And in a vacuum, the draft was great for Portland. However, we're not in a vacuum. We're dealing with the... I would say the last two or three years of prime and one of the best players that the Blazers will ever get their hands on. And just giving up on that early 
It kills me. It's not the right thing to do. Scoot could be awesome. He could also be Antonio Daniels or Sebastian Telfair. Antonio Daniels was the big, rock-solid, strong point guard in the 1999 draft. Went fourth overall after Tim Duncan and guys like that. Similar to the Victor Wembenyama-like situation where Tim Duncan was the guaranteed number one overall pick. There were some guys that were on a lower tier, but in another draft... They would have been considered maybe the top overall pick easy if a Tim Duncan weren't there. That's what the Blazers are dealing with right now. And if you want to get really, really sticky with me, it, it kind of draws comparisons to I've been talking about the Blazers moving on from Mo Cheeks, uh, excuse me, moving on from Mike Dunleavy to Mo Cheeks in the early 2000s. Now moving on to Terry Stotts or from Terry Stotts to Chauncey Billups. What did they do back in the early 2000s? They drafted Sebastian Telfair after that. That was a deal. That was silly, though. And now they're drafting Scoot Henderson. I, 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 I have not heard of one Blazer. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. fan or analyst say you know it could go could go badly with Scoot there has not been one person and I understand the talent is there he's been a professional since he was 17 but I'm just I'm not there I'm not at acceptance guys I'm still really pissed well, I want I, I want to pick my eyes out with an ice pick well I think that the possibility of it not working out is the case with every player that's ever been drafted ever so if you're living in the mindset that that's what you're worried about then you probably should don't but need it's to be a GM. Dame. It's Dame. <laughs> I get I, it. I hear what you guys are but saying. But Dame was also a sixth overall pick out of Weber State. Who the hell is where the because I, I mean guess look, a, you're looking at a person when Damian Lillard was drafted, it was like, who the is Damian Lillard from I, Weber State? I understand. Why? I understand you know, that, but he's gonna end up being a guaranteed Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer. He is. What yeah. are the I mean, we hit the lottery in Portland being able to watch that guy for a decade. No, we we absolutely have, but at the same time, we've watched a great player accomplish. Nah, not a whole lot. Of eleven years, how many times all, so, all NBA? So three times all NBA in eleven years. You, you've got you've been to six All Star, seven All Star games at this point. You've been out of the first round what four times? No, I know conference finals once. Like I get it. It's 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 all good and it's. I mean, so as fans, we're supposed player. to keep showing up for the GM making that decision. No, that, as, that's I, where I am lost. And I that's think the big, where you got to cut the cord. And for I me. think for me, the big thing is like as much as I love Dame. I, I love the Blazers more because when Dame is gone, like I'll still be a, when he's old and you know can't do basketball anymore. I'm more than likely still going to be a Blazers fan, and so yeah, I would yeah. like to know that like at this point with this what we know, it hasn't worked. Eleven years, this hasn't worked. So yeah, maybe it's time for something new, and maybe Scoot pops. Maybe he doesn't. If he doesn't pop, hey, we got Dame for another four years. But also, right. I like um, I like the chances when you have I don't know the third pick in the NBA draft. 
I like uh, I like uh, taking the risk on a player. It's not we're not talking about the twenty third. 27th, 30th, and well, let's hope, or we traded It's up. not a Nolan Smith. We didn't right. trade up for a Zach Collins at 10, and we're like, oop, fingers crossed. It's like, dude, this guy. It's cooked. the highest draft pick we've had since Greg. Yeah. And mind you, before he got hurt, man, go was good. And the Blazers were projected to be a championship team within four to five seasons. Like, that's that's how good they were. And so we'll just have to see. I believe in Scoot. I've seen enough of him at this point to say, okay, well, he might be the next guy. So I guess time will tell, and uh, I'll give it 35 games or so. And I do want to talk about Scoot a little bit because, I mean, Blazers drafted him drafted him on draft nine. I said, all right, let's give it a couple days so that way it can kind of set in. And you see him at the press conference. You see him with the jersey number now. Getting in the city, he's going to be a Blazer. Double zero. He's part of the team, so let's figure out and find out more about Scoot Henderson because so far in these last uh, three days, I like what I'm seeing. We get to that next, but Jordan Schultz. Sports Center update. Sports Sunday with Rashad and Joe on Portland's Sports Leader, 1080, The Fan. Scoot Henderson is your newest trails bla- Trail Blazers. Wow, words. Am I okay? Am I having a stroke? It happens. Bro. I just think you don't want to say it. I, I think you're just like. Mm-hmm. I smell. I smell toast. <laughs> <laughs> Am I okay? Fast. Scoot yeah, Henderson is your newest Portland Trailblazer. Enunciate with the lips, the teeth, and the tongue. Now, now, brown cow. Yes, the librarian in uh, elementary school taught me that one. Not the brown cow. The enunciation thing. Anyways, Scoot Henderson. God, he, you know what? Raising Canes better be happy because they are getting a sale out of me today because of Scoot Henderson. Damn, that sounds good. What also sounds good is the attitude of Scoot Henderson on the court because I love some guys with a little FU mentality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you hear all the guys say in draft, combine, lead up, like, yeah, I'm a hard worker and... Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a dog out there and, uh, I, I, I want to get it and I'm going to be in the weight room first in last out, blah, blah, blah. It seems like he just keeps reminding people like, oh no, I, I'm a dog. I'm going to go like, he wants people to know. And I've seen from his play in the highlights against the, uh, Paris France team or whatever that went, when was on last year, like dude wants the smoke and won that game too. He is. He's got that attitude in him that I love in NBA players where it's just, I know the season's long and I know that one basket is one basket, but I just feel like NBA players need to like, just talk a little bit more. Like I love Patrick Beverly because he's John when he makes a play, he lets you know about it. And imagine if you get that out of a all-star caliber player that just loves to talk and loves to tell you like, I'm here for it. I'm like I said, I want the smoke and have that, Bulldog mentality, that's what I'd love to see so far out of Scoot Henderson um, in the days that after we've drafted him is seeing all those clips, those highlights, and then those quotes from him. And I love that intensity. I think one of the best things to happen to young uh, future NBA stars is the G League, is their ability to forego their freshman year of college and really start playing professionally and start learning how to work as an NBA pro, um, how to work out as an NBA pro, what to eat, what to do, you know, the really the how the speed of the game 
changes. It's a huge jump from college to the NBA. The way you play is different. College is more uh, more so about team ball, right? Moving the ball, making sure everybody's where they're supposed to be and all that type of stuff. So you can see a great college scorer like Jason Tatum average about 14 points in college, right? So you don't know that he's capable of coming in putting up 30 every game because that's not the way college rosters are built. Scoot Henderson has been playing with grown-ass men and killing against grown-ass men out there putting up numbers. And you mentioned the France, the game against the French team was given win by Ama the work. There's a, there's a, there's a, 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 um, a clip where he's the top of the key kind of crossover behind the back, step back three, right in Wimby's face. Like, Ooh, Ooh, that's nasty. I know it's highlights, but that little showcase there yeah. of uh, the G league versus the French team was, he's got some moments in there like, Damn. Yeah, you can tell you can tell who the stars were. Now, when Bayama, when you look at him, you say, "Wow, he's." If we thought that you know Przingis was a unicorn, remember when he first came out, we were like, "Man, that kid, look at what he can do." When Bayama, seven foot five, can shoot, can Bro, dribble. Look at this picture of him with David Robinson and Tim Duncan. He makes David Robinson the admiral. He makes the admiral <laughs> makes look, him look small. Like a shorty. He There's... makes Tim Duncan look small. Who's that white guy? Oh, that's that's, Man- that's Manu yeah. He made Ginobili look like he's a six foot or seems like a, like a five ten guy. Manu five looks ten like an short. NBA fan, but yeah, yeah Manu <laughs> right. looks like a fan. He right looks there. like the owner of the restaurant wherever they're at. <laughs> Scoot, however, ah, yes. isn't like six foot six foot seven. He's not physically imposing. However, he's strong. He's six foot three, man, one hundred and ninety five pounds, and this is before he's working with an actual NBA roster at this point. So he's going to gain another five pounds, another seven pounds of solid muscle, more than likely. There's nothing not to like about Scoot Henderson. And and he was in the with the movie about LeBron's team. We forget that. He played one of the one of the uh, Fab Five from Scoot uh, did? He did. In that Peacock movie that yes, just came out. Which is actually really good I've not if you haven't it seen yet. it. Really good. Shout out to uh Marquise Mookie Cook from right here in Portland, Oregon who played LeBron James in that movie. Life and I got to put that one on. And, there. man, it was he he did. I mean, is he a great actor? No. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and do that. Scoop, man, we love you so far. Acting, not yet. Wait, the, the, you're telling me that a straight-to-movie on the cock was not good? No, no, no. No, <laughs> no. The movie, was, the movie was great. I'm talking about Peacock, by yeah, the way. Yes, yeah, we, yeah. The movie itself is awesome. Uh, Scoot. Wasn't the greatest actor in the movie. <laughs> However, like I said, Marquise uh, Cook, Mookie Cook, did great as LeBron. And then you got a great <laughs> cast of people like the Wood Harrises of the world and uh, and some other. If you watch The Wire, you'll find a bunch of people from The Wire that are in the movie. But no, I thought it was I thought it was great. And just Scoot being a part of that whole thing and then getting a chance to to come here to Portland is like okay, that's a. That's a great introduction to the world of basketball, you know, the world of NBA ball by being in this movie about LeBron and then transitioning uh, to the third overall pick playing for the Portland Trailblazers who are in a bit of flux right now. So this is a great opportunity for Scoot. And to be real, it's a great opportunity for us as Blazer fans, man. We've been waiting for a change. 
And whether it's the change we wanted or not, like we're getting we're getting change. Maybe and this so, is your big move, Blazer fans. Maybe this oh, is it. Maybe I'm, I'm going to go jump off the top. Of this <laughs> no, building. I mean it sounds. I know that's a big move. It no. sounds like you guys that are calling for a trade for a team, and then all of a sudden a player comes back from injury, and the GM comes out and says, "That's the trade. That's the addition midseason." You lazy bum. It's about being Not realistic. You, the, it's the a, it's organization. A, it's I'm about hurt. being realistic as far as what we can do and what's available. And like we talked about this before the show went on, the best free agent that we've ever got here in Portland was the Rasta monster, Brian Grant. That's the best one we've ever got. So history shows us that that's not going to be the way we build this team. So if we can build this team through drafts, we can build this team through, you know, hopefully good trades. Then I think you just, you just knocked it out the park with, with uh, two guys in the first round that could potentially be uh, game changers for you. Potentially, you know, we'll we'll see. Like I said, if Ke- if Chris Murray's ceiling is his brother Keegan, I, I think that's okay. I want to do a fun exercise next because we're all Blazer fans here, and I know that uh, listeners out there, most of you are Blazers fans. So let's take a stroll down the Rip City subreddit and what some of the things people are saying today. Ooh, because Reddit. because what I love is uh, the world was on fire a couple days ago after Joe Cronin's press conference. And now that the players have been introduced, boy, has uh, has the tune been changed a little that bit. That is so Portland fan. <laughs> Damn it. So uh, let's do that God. and read some of the posts and some of the titles of uh, these posts on uh, the Blazers subreddit. Next on Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. listening to Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. If you want to know what Will Ortner is going to look like in 15 to 20 years, just look at Joe Cronin. I mean, tell me that does not look like an older Will Ortner. That's funny. Come on. Is he as Uh, jacked as as Will is? No. No, not at all. Uh, Does he wear size 18 shoes or whatever? Have we confirmed what shoe size Will Ortner wears? Because the dude's know. got some boats. Will okay, looks like feet? Hulk Hogan, yeah. man. He's got. He wears the like low top Nike uh, Dunks, the Nike SBs, and you know, good looking shoes. But man, those things are just massive. I've. I, I, it's been a while since I've seen a, a foot that big. Got to call Shaq for some shoes. Shout out to Nick Irwin, uh, Sherwood High School quarterback, my senior year. Kid was probably a buck fifty soaking wet, fifteen. Size foot. Jeez. Hey, you know what that means. Big feet, big hands, big shoes, and big gloves. Big quarterback. Big quarterback arm. Guy could sling it. He was great in that wing T offense. I'm having wing T offense. Yeah, I'm having flashbacks right now. As a wide receiver in a uh, wing T offense, not a lot of opportunities. I was going to say, that's like just one step above the wishbone, essentially. <sighs> God, it's just option bats or uh, football, excuse me. Okay, so let's read some things on uh, the Rip City subreddit, huh? It's uh, funny how things can uh, change so drastically in just a week. Here's one for you, Jordan and Rashad. The Blazers are one solid young big away from having one of the brightest futures in the league. <laughs> Um, hey, they go on to say, look, Scoot, 6'2", with a 6'9", wingspan. Shaden, 6'6", with a 7-foot wingspan. Are you kidding me? Uh, Rupair, 6'7", with a 7'3", wingspan, which, honestly, if you haven't seen that, dude, like, go look at a picture. His arms are freakishly long. Like, it is Giannis status how wide hey, his Batum. wingspan. He's right. literally Nick Batum. Ryan, uh, Ryan Rupair. And then um, uh, Chris Murray. 
at 6'9 with a 7-foot wingspan. I mean, hey, you guys wanted that length, that athleticism, Blazer fans. Um, hold on, let me see uh, the rest that Neil Olshay texted me that I need to tell you guys. Uh, That's funny. Okay, it just uh, process, trust it, oh, uh, patience, uh, best backcourt for years, something like that. Removing yeah, proprietary my, sounds, information. Sounds about right. Removing yeah. my bias from this situation, does that not sound like a conditioned Oakland Athletics fan a decade ago? Like in the mm. Billy Bean like system of you know players turning? Yeah, how many insert team has one of the brightest futures in the league? Exactly. How many times has that been said? Uh, there is just a picture of the young bucks at the press conference with Chauncey and Joe Cronin. It's just simply, here we go. 422 uh, upvotes for that, so you know Blazer fans are loving it. What's another one we got here? Um, oh, yeah, just someone simply reposted in another picture. We gonna be all right. Um, oh, there was one more. There was a good one. Uh, a former scout or coach says that Ryan Repair, hardest worker I've ever coached. There's that one. Um, that about half the players the Blazers have drafted in the last decade. And this wasn't on the subreddit. This is just a quote from uh, Joe Cronin. But he said on Scoot, Murray, and Ryan Repair that uh, it was one of those unique draft nights where we had all three of these players ranked in the lottery. How about that? How convenient. All three of the players that the Blazers drafted were in their lottery. Uh, Rashad, you did bring up a good point. Like, does that mean, like, in their lottery, in their expected position of where they're drafting, like, at 23? Like, this is who we expect <laughs> to still be on the board. Yeah, and he's saying, like, oh, this was part of our lottery, our top 14 players like we wanted. this guy drops, that's yeah. who we're going to take. Yeah, so, I mean, hell, if that's how they're feeling, there's part of me that is somewhat getting swayed by the roster-building side of this regime, with, um, gosh, who's the guy that uh, is the assistant GM who was high on Ryan Repair? He has tweets from like two week, uh, two years ago, seeing him. Uh, Schmitz, I want to say his name. Um, but there is part of me that, and I can't believe I'm falling for it, that is like kind of getting the, sn the snake oil salesman and this like, hey, young guys, the future wingspan, All-American, great young talent. So... You know, Jordan, I hear you over there. I, I know how you're feeling, but... Um, I'm sorry. I mean, I sound like a total pessimist, you guys, and I, I do apologize. You have a very good reason to be. I well, mean... I, I know it, there, there's an easy there's an easy way for fans to just kind of come at me and be like, hey, you know, stop being a negative jerk. I get that. <laughs> I apologize. This is my true fandom coming out. When, when I watch sports, I don't watch sports just for the enjoyment. I watch sports because I want my team to win it all. That's the basis of my sports fandom. And maybe, you know, people out there can kind of understand why I'm a little more pissy about this as opposed to just being like, oh, let's move on and hope for the best. Plus, I've already got a team that's been jerking me around for the past 20 years in the Seattle Mariners. I can't <laughs> have you. two. Yeah, you, I mean, you didn't have to pick the Mariners, though. I mean. I, well, guys, I, I made this joke you know, I, I made this joke a couple weeks ago. a Royals fan or like a. Oh, you dear know, God, don't do that. I mean, they've got a, they got a ring, don't they? Uh, oh, Seattle, yeah, I'm still waiting. Uh, yeah. how, how much were those seats for the uh, for the Seattle series last year? Like a thousand dollars because they never make it to the playoffs. I mean, it's like the joke I told this when I was hosting Prime Time a couple of weeks ago. When I was young, I got into the Jets. Then I got into girls. Then I got back into the Jets because I figured out that girls sometimes will screw you, but the Jets will always screw you. And insert team here, you know, for the New York Jets, but. It's kind of what my life is as a Blazers and or Mariners fan. So I just I'm not willing to accept that us as fans just are willing ready to give up on 
the greatest player that we've ever had in our city four more years of possible prime basketball to me it's just it's over my head i can't understand it and i don't think um, i ever will um so I'm, there you go. I'm I've never been on the Dame as our best blazer. I remember there was one guy we had here whose his uh competition was uh Michael Jordan. The only other person that was a better shooting guard than that person was the greatest shooting guard, the greatest player of all time. So I'm gonna I but I digress. We're not gonna that's a that's a debate that can go either way. Um what I what I will say is for 10, 11 years, we've had the pleasure of watching I can't even really say that the th arguably the second arguably the second best point guard of his era. And I say it's arguable because Chris Paul does still exist. Say what you want. He's washed. He's whatever. Chris Paul has been a better player than Damian Lillard has these for since Dame's whole career. But we've had the pleasure of watching him and watching him grow. And I'm pretty sure like when he got here, none of us thought Dame was going to be what he was. I certainly didn't. I was one of those guys saying, bro, we trapped, we passed on Harrison Barnes for Damian Lillard, this guy who we know nothing about from Weber State. Like, what do you mean? Worked out pretty well for us, right? We got 10 great years out of him. He, We got Four Bar Friday out of him. We got a bunch of features and songs out of what is, no, seriously, out of what is the greatest athlete slash rapper slash entertainer that we've ever had in history. Shaq wasn't as good. And mind you, I love Shaq, man, you know, but he was Tell wasn't. me how my mm tastes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Up here, we forget Shaq has an album where he has a, a song with Biggie, and he's got songs with Pun, and he's got songs with everybody. So Shaq was really out there. But Dame has given us a lot of great moments, a lot of great playoff moments in the first round, the 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 wave bye-bye to to OKC, the the dagger against Houston. Like, he's 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 given us some great moments. However, we just haven't been able to get to that mountaintop or even close to that mountaintop with Dame. I think he's done his job, and he's going to go down as arguably the greatest blazer of all time. And you said top 75, but I'll, I'd argue with that list a lot because Dwight Howard isn't on there, but that's a whole different conversation. But, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm at this point now to where, as a fan, I'm ready to move on. And Dame is not, not to say that he's done anything wrong or anything like that, but we know now it just hasn't worked. And so now let's just try something else. Yeah, I... I... As much as uh, people want to make fun of the loyalty aspect and the ten toes down, I just think that I think that's very hard to find with a team like Portland, and that is the thing that I'm having a hard time with, like getting rid of Damian Lillard, someone who has been so loyal to this city. Because when you look at the rest of the league and really the rest of the country, like if you want to even just talk outside basketball, Portland is looked at as just nothing. Like why? Get rid of Damian Lillard, Stephen A. I feel so bad for that brother. Whenever I see him, it's like, dude, why? Because he just because he, he plays for a different city than Miami or L.A., New York. But like, I, I, what this has turned me into over the last few weeks has been a big hole. Like, f you to the rest of the NBA landscape. Every other team, every other market, everybody else in the country. Because the way that people receive Portland is like. Pfft, you had your chance. Why do you want? Why do you deserve him anymore? Get rid of him. Blow it up. You guys suck. Feels Portland like, feels like they think that Portland never deserved wow. him in the first place. Sometimes, I've seen, honestly, I, no joke. I've seen this in the job outside of this. We're working with markets outside of Portland, where it's like, oh, if you guys needed some extra help there in Portland, we're over here in New York, so we can do that. We can help you out. It's like, dude, we we're fine. Like we we got this. All right. Like, oh, like 
it's just little old Portland out here. So why deserve a big old star like Damian Lillard? He's got to go to Miami, right? Got to go to LA. It's driven me nuts, man. It's really upset me. Um, But that's also given me the realization, like, this is the NBA. Um, As you get older, you go through these experiences more and more, and you just got to realize, like, hey, if this can happen with the best player in Blazers franchise history, Rashad, Mm. then... Then it's like, what? What's the thing? It can't happen Two to NBA anybody. Two NBA finals, bro. Two NBA finals. Well, who had the better team around him? Uh, what do you mean? Is that the next debate? Who? Uh, you give Dame the the uh, supporting cast that Clyde Drexler had. What does he do in his career? Yeah, the GM at the time for the for the Portland Trailblazers was actually he cared more about the team than his own investment in those decisions. Let's be honest here. Neil Shea was a hothead. GM was it? God, I can't remember who it was back in the late '80s, early '90s, but pre-aligned with Rick Adelman and did whatever Rick Adelman asked roster-wise. Got him the surrounding pieces. I mean, Danny Ainge, Kiki Vandeweghe trade for Buck Williams in the late '80s. Yeah, that got the Blazers over the top, or at least it. to the I finals. You're not going to tell me that team was better than uh, as more talented than the you just mentioned the the Lamarcus Rolo. Uh, Starting five, like I'm, I'm some Marcus Dame Rolo. West, you're saying they're more they, talented they're, than the yeah, 90s. If you're, team. If you're tell, huh? You're yeah, s- absolutely. Okay. Uh, basketball player, absolutely, hundred percent. Even guys like Nick Batum, who we talked about, who's like almost a unicorn too. Different eras, but I, I yeah, see what you're saying. Different, I agree um, with you. but I think Dame, you know, has had his chances, or not had his chance. At least that won in the conference finals and lost to Golden State. But that's that. It's hard for me to say he's better than the guy that took our team to the finals twice in three years. And was the best team in the Western Conference. Ooh, One of the best teams. I wish we could spend two hours yeah, debating. Just this. saying, you know, that's just me though. All right, we got a whole another hour to get to. Plenty of other NBA draft and transaction notes. Uh, a couple trades going through in the NBA that we need to get to. Plenty of other stuff. We get to hour number two here of Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 